Hey, welcome to the Kickstart Podcast presented by our friends at 60 Helmets. Uh, today is the Monday after Easter Sunday, and uh, this weekend was the Wisco Pistons Two-Stroke World Championships hosted by Fast House. And Michael Antonovich and I are joined today by the Two-Stroke Open Pro World Champion, <laughs> Robbie Wageman. So congrats on the win yesterday, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate it. So... Uh, you know, you've been racing the uh, the West Coast Supercross 250 Series, and uh, you know there's a break in the series, and this two-stroke race comes up. Is this something you've been planning on doing for a while? Uh, yeah, I've been planning on doing it for a while. Um, the guys over at Fast House, Kenny, they always want me to do it, especially with them putting it on this year. Um, they wanted me to do it, so you know, me and Manny Gasper came together with a great bike, and. Uh, I just went out there and had some fun and ended up doing really well. Mm -hmm. So what what were you riding? Uh, I was riding a Yamaha 300. It was just a Athena bolt-on kit 300. Uh -huh. And, man, it ripped. Dude, it, it sounded so <laughs> mean. We're, during uh, your morning practice, I was walking around, and you were just going up to the line to do a, a practice start. Mm -hmm. And Jason Fonts from Fast House Crowds, he goes, Donnie, Donnie, Donnie. <laughs> Listen to Robbie's bike. It'll hurt your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was fast. It's the cleanest running two-stroke I've ever ridden in my life. And, yeah. man, it was fun to ride. It wasn't too hard to ride. It was super easy. You could ride it in a tall gear, and it'd pull you around, no problem. Yeah. So, Anton, you missed the uh, mm -hmm. the big two-stroke race, but you had you had family matters to attend to. Yeah. But, I mean, it's good, though, because, like, I ride a two-stroke so often, so it's funny to hear all these guys that are pro-level dudes like, mm -hmm. oh, it's like this, or the track developed this way. I mean, that's the way that that track comes together is way different than any other Thursday at Glen Ellen. Yeah, I mean, I was there on Thursday, and it was it was brutal. Um, and the track from Thursday compared to Saturday was, like, completely different. You know, the mm -hmm. way the bumps formed, the way they shaped, and it was crazy. Like, the downhills, they were smooth until you hit halfway down the downhill, and then it was like, <laughs> oh, my God, where did this come And they're from? all peaked. Like, yeah, they're super peaked, and I... I don't know. It's weird because there's, you know, there's no engine braking really on two strokes, so it was weird the way the bumps formed. But mm -hmm. man, they're it was real, fun. real pointy. The braking yeah. bumps are pointy. Yeah, I feel maybe people are grabbing the brakes harder since yeah. there's no engine braking. I, I noticed it two years ago when I did the two stroke race for the first time. I was going. I'm like, oh my god, look at those braking bumps. They're so like sharp and tall. Yeah. But two strokes go through them differently. It's like if you hit braking bumps like that on a four stroke it'd be game over yeah yeah no it was uh it was fun the track was definitely brutal in a different way um i mean even like down a straightaway coming into a turn it was like the real peaky bumps mm -hmm. like right before the rut and it's super hard to to you know hit that perfect so rear end wants to come up and yeah it was fun yeah, it's it a great time did you ride a lot like did you ride a lot of hours on that bike before this or have you been mostly focused on the bwr team yeah i've been mo mostly focused on the bwr team um I rode, it's actually funny, he has uh, two 300s, and I was riding a blue one the week prior, and I was at Milestone on Tuesday, mm -hmm. um, and it, a rod bearing went out on it, and it broke, so then last second, he's like, oh, I got this other one, ride this other one, and I was like, okay, and, and then I rode it Thursday at Glen Helen, and I was like, mm -hmm. man, this thing is sweet. Yeah. And, uh, I rode it Thursday, a little bit Friday morning, and then that's it, yeah, mm -hmm. went out and raced. Yeah, that's cool. Um, 
I, I couldn't believe how many guys there were. There's 42 guys in the pro class. I know. Full gate. It was crazy. Yeah. There was, what, one person behind the gate or two people? Yeah. Three? Yeah. In I mean, crazy. I think uh, there's probably a couple guys out there that shouldn't have been in the pro class. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. So, uh, so, Robbie, you went 1-2, correct? Correct. And uh, first moto, they, they, they drug the middle of the starting straight. Mm -hmm. And so you were on the far inside, right? Or closer uh, to the inside. Right inside the box, yeah. Yeah, well, either way, Bowers had this massive jump on that 500. Yeah. And he hit that soft stuff, and you just went, pew, and shot in the lead. And uh, basically, you were never challenged, right? Yeah. Um, my teammate, Carlin Gardner, in Supercross, was, uh, he wanted me at the first few laps of the moto. Um, yeah. He was going fast, and then he had a rear brake issue. Mm -hmm. Bummer. But, um, yeah, it was fun, you know. It was nice not to get roosted, stayed clean the whole moto. Um, second mode was a little challenging with the bad. Got an okay start around fifth or sixth, and it's challenging. Had some people pass me, people go down, and a little mm -hmm. bit of carnage. But it's road, I was just trying to ride smart the whole time. You know, I didn't want to do anything and uh, hurt my supercross program. But you know, it was fun. Yeah. So I know that you're multi-time 125 pro world champion, <laughs> two-stroke rider, right? Yeah. So was that last year and the year before? Yes. Okay, so um, were you like pumped to move up out of the 125 class? Yeah, yeah I was this pumped. class paid better, right? Yeah, this class paid a lot better. I was pumped to move up. Um, you know, going in, I knew you know Zach Bell was going to be fast, Bowers was going to be fast, I knew all those guys were going to be fast. Um, and I just told myself, you know, I had to get a good start and give them a run for their money. And you mm -hmm. know, they ended up having bike problems and whatnot. So yeah, I just was out there and just trying to ride mountain race and just worry about myself. Yeah. This is a cool race because it's such a big mix of guys that are in it. There's off-road guys, there's retired guys, there's guys that are like, yeah, you see them just around California, and there's always bike issues with this. So, like, for you, do you have to go about this a different way, like knowing all the weird variables that are out there? Um, yes and no. I mean, there could be bike problems with any anybody, yeah. you know? So, it's you can't really put that in your head with, oh, man, I could have a bike problem. you got to you know? save it or manage yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so... It's definitely scary because two strokes, you know, especially if yours is built, um, <laughs> might not last and it's scary. Uh, but uh, you just got to put that behind you and you mm -hmm. can't really think about that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, everyone's going to go fast, um, especially in the pro class. There's, man, I don't even know the top 10 dudes were going really fast. So mm -hmm. um, it was fun. It was a super challenging day. Do you feel like the two-stroke helps you when you go back to the four-stroke, or is it completely different and there's no thing that covers it all? Um, I don't know. It's, it's hard, you know. Um, the bike's a lot to handle. Yeah. Um, it's just super weird because it's definitely light, mm -hmm. where compared to my four-stroke, it's a little heavier. And the two-stroke's definitely – this one was – faster than my 250F, I would say, um, <laughs> definitely, but it does help you the way, you know, you have to ride the bike and move carry the bike momentum. around, yeah, carry momentum and all that kind of stuff, I believe helps you in mm -hmm. the long run without mm -hmm. you even really noticing, so I just try to take that to, to my advantage, to mm -hmm. my 250F. Cool. Yeah, it was really weird. So many guys broke down your like, Alessi went out with a broken rear wheel, mm -hmm. um, Bowers had that flat tire. Zach Bell's, Zach Bell's bike blew up, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. They were saying his carb came apart or something, but <laughs> I don't know. It had to have broke or something. Yeah. But that's it's funny, man. Like, two-stroke, 
two strokes are, I mean, they're cheaper, they're easier to fix, you know, like, you know, blows up, you could fix it before your second moto oh, if you yeah. have the right tools, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh. But, uh, but still like so many variables in the thing, like, yeah, we took our, uh, the 125 that I raced, I took the milestone, I think the. I think it was Wednesday or Tuesday or something. Oh, yeah, you were Tuesday. there when I was there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it had this big bog when you landed from jumps. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man. And when I picked the bike up from Suzuki, Kevin gives me the bike. And he gives me these two giant boxes that say two-stroke parts. And I'm all, what's this? And he goes, oh, you might need some parts. And I open it. <laughs> and I see there's premix oil in there and a ratio right and air filters. I'm all, okay, sick. And then there's a box that says Jets. And I'm okay, cool. And I open the next box, and there's three carburetors in there, <laughs> two clutches, some different shift levers. And I'm like, dude, I'm not jacking with that stuff. I'm like, why are the carburetors in there? He goes, oh, if you want to try something different, I'm on. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> no, dude. Like, I, I, honestly, I mean, it's been so many years since two stroke. I mean, I still know which Jets do what, yeah. but like, I was like, if it's bogging, I don't know if it's because it's lean or rich or. Uh, Nah, and so Aries, I'll just pull the clutch in when you land. <laughs> so that's pretty much how it went. That's funny. Yeah, but, that's um, the weird thing. Like, I don't think that people realize like all the weird variables that go off of how yeah. that thing's gonna react because it's one thing could set off a whole chain of like problems. Definitely, definitely. Did, did did you have one of those electron carburetors on your bike? I did. Yeah, you did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're telling me yesterday, they're showing. Uh, Dennis Petraka, who's mm -hmm. an old old mechanic from the Honda Troy days, he's like, look at this carburetor. And it has like a clear plastic mm -hmm. float bowl on it. And he says, I, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but he says there's no jets in it. It's just there's like no set jets, up a no certain no way. Jets. Yeah, you just, there's like a little needle or something. You just, yeah. it's like air screw. He's like, you need electron on that bike. <laughs> yeah, that's what a lot of people have been telling us too. Like, I know a friend that just put one on his KTM. Yeah. And then almost every bike had one at that at Red Bull Street Rhythm last year. Oh, really? And a lot of guys are running them, yeah. Yeah. I heard they're really good when you go up to Mammoth. Oh, yeah, just, I bet. Because it's all the elevation, yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude, half of the Mammoth week was just a nightmare oh, of jetting and everything. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then you got Jay Clark with his snake oil gas additives <laughs> and stuff. And, oh, it was a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. But um, Hey, so actually in the beginning of the show, uh, I mentioned that 6D is our title sponsor of this program, and I, I forgot to talk about it, but... Yeah, so I know that you are Bell through the Fast House deal, but have you ever worn a 60 through your career? No, I've never. Okay, yeah, so obviously the 60 ATR2 that is like so casually placed in my formal dining room <laughs> behind us, you know, it's always there back there. But uh, but yeah, no, it's a, it's an awesome helmet. It addresses the uh, the issue of rotational brain injuries, and it's got an omnidirect, omnidirectional suspension system in it. So omni, I think, is eight, right? So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's, uh, I don't know. If you don't know about the 6D, you've been living in a cave. I mean, but uh, you say that's all casual. That's how my house looks. There's moto helmets all <laughs> over the bike. house. Yeah, yeah you it, used to have a dirt bike in your kitchen, right? Yeah, but I mean that's because we're in like tight quarters. But yeah. like half the half the decorations in the house are either like framed jerseys or old helmets that I've destroyed. Yeah, yeah, true, true. So anyway, yeah, check out 6dhelmets.com. But uh, so Robbie, man. Uh, Tell us about Supercross so far. I mean, you, dude, you crushed it in Denver in that heat race. When you passed Cantrell, I was going nuts. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, no, it's been super fun, you know. Um, coming into the year, actually, uh, about a month before, I was I was stressing. I really didn't think I was going to be able to race. Um, you know, my dad still, he still supports me, mm -hmm. um, but he's not, 
it's not really helping me out much anymore. He still comes to the races on the weekends and, you know, supports me. But I was, I was trying to find a bike, couldn't find one. <clears throat> uh, long story short, I actually texted Carl and Gardner, and I was like, hey, man, I got I got a private supercross track. You uh, you want to go in on me and help me get it, you know, rebuilt, and you can come and ride, train with me. And mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, yeah, definitely, it'd be funny. And then he's, you know, do you want to ride a Honda 250 for supercross? And I was like, I was like, yeah, what, what's what's it for? And then he ended up telling me, you know, he put this whole team together by himself. and. Mm-hmm. Great group of people. Um, there's only a few people, you know, behind us, but great group of people. It's been super fun, and I really enjoy the bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, Works. Dude, really the well. Honda handles unreal. Honda. Yeah, yeah. I I really uh, fell in love with it. So that was a big part of my program. Was the Honda. Um, I came into the year just no expectations. I just wanted to have fun, see every checkered flag, and I just wanted to be there each weekend mm-hmm. and uh, seeing all the checkered flags. Um, so I think that's helped me out a lot. And then just being in the A practice every weekend, you know, trying mm-hmm. to take off at the front dudes and latch onto the back of them and try to find some lines and carry that into the night show, which has helped a ton, you know. Yeah. I've just been getting more confidence each weekend, so. So how has the season been going out? Like, have you made every main? No, I – Anaheim won. I missed it. Um, Oakland, I – Got food poisoning <laughs> the night before. <laughs> yeah. So I was super sick. I still tried to ride, tried to score some points, but I missed the main by like three positions in mm-hmm. LCQ. Um, I'm pretty sure I've made every other one other than that. Mm-hmm. I've been inside inside the top 15. 11th is my best finish at Seattle. Yeah. So I want to crack the top 10, but yeah. it's tough. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, starts starts in my weakness in the main, which. Mm-hmm. Uh, which sucks. I know I need to get a better start in the main and just position myself better at the at the beginning of the race. So yeah, how is it to start on that grid? Like he and I have never done starts like that, mm-hmm. and is it like a huge variable for you guys? Yeah, you know, at first I really could not figure them out. I was like, dude, I'm a fish out of water. I don't even know what I'm doing. They're beyond sticky. Like you drop the clutch and it just wants to wheelie and yeah i noticed how gnarly your whole shot device is yeah (laughs) i know i'm one i'm sure and i gotta have that thing low so i can really get over the front and um yeah it's tough but once you figure them out you know it's it's just like doing any other start Mm -hmm. you know dirt start you know just gotta get over the gate yeah it's like it's like the dirt being super wet behind the Mm -hmm. gate on the dirt start so but it's it's not bad. I like it just because it gives everyone kind of a fair advantage, mm-hmm. you know, rather outside of the gate. That's, you know, one thing for the most part, all the ruts are pretty much straight. Just yeah. A few bumps in them. But as far as rut behind the gate, there is none with that grid. So it gives everybody the uh, same advantage. Yeah. So Anton, I don't know if you know, but Robbie's a second generation racer. Do mm-hmm. you know uh, his dad, Russ, was a uh, a prominent professional and mm-hmm. uh he has suzuki sport ride right yeah he did yeah in in the 90s late 80s early 90s yeah something like that yeah. <laughs> russ has fixed yeah. a lot of my problems when i'm at the races like day in the dirt if i have uh, a flat or if i break parts like i bought a lot of stuff from them yeah mm-hmm. yeah so what was it like growing up with uh w- with your dad being who he is was it kind of like the deal of it's my dad it's not like a former like top pro guy he's um, just dad yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't really think about that too much. You know, I just grew up. Um, he was pretty much he was done by the time you know I was growing up. Yeah. Um, so we always just grew grow up uh, watching it on TV. 
mm-hmm. um, all that kind of stuff, watching old videos of him that he had at the house. And I remember just one year I was crying and crying. I was like, here, give me a dirt bike, give me a dirt bike. And, and I came downstairs Christmas morning one day, and there's a little PW50 there. And I remember I was so excited. And me and my brother actually grew up. We had a little track in our backyard just in the grass. We had the, those little black X game ramps set up, <laughs> jumping those. Yeah. And, you know, one thing led into another, and and uh, at the beginning of it, we were just doing it for fun. And yeah. Growing up, like on sixty fives, and right when I got on eighty fives, I didn't even want to race. Honestly, I mm-hmm. just I had more fun going to the track and riding and just having fun with it. And my brother was always a racer, so mm-hmm. he would always be going racing. And my dad was always like, "You want to go race? You want to go race?" And I'd be like, "No, I'm just gonna stay home." No, I don't. I don't want to. And I remember yeah. he'd always push me. Come on, let's go race. Let's go race. And one year, my brother was doing the Loretta Regional, and I had done the area. And um, he's like, "Come on, just come race. You know, who cares? Just, just have fun." And I was like, oh, "All right, you know, I'll go race." And I ended up qualifying in the 65 class for Loretta's, and my brother missed it by a couple spots. And my brother <laughs> was—he was pretty mad. So we ended up going. We did. We went to Oklahoma. Did Ponca. It's my brother and. And then we went up going to Loretta's, and man, like looking back on it now, I was like, I'm glad I did that because mm-hmm. it's it was so fun. The experience mm-hmm. of, you know, we'd always go to Loretta's like a week early and hang out and go ride some days and yeah. ride mountain bikes or we have like little Zuma scooters. We'd ride those mm-hmm. around and the two experiences so much fun. Nice. Uh-huh. So. Uh, um your brother's out there racing 2D Supercross as well, RJ. Yep. Um, is there any, like, brother-brother rivalry or, or, or you know, shit-talking? Uh, not really, no. I mean, sometimes, you know, like, but, I mean, at the practice track, more. You know, uh-huh. like, if we do starts and he'll get a better start than me, he always, you know, lays into me. But um, as far as at the races, you know, we we help each other and mm-hmm. we want we want to see both of us do well you know yeah. so i want to see him do well just as he wants to see me do well so mm-hmm. um with him being in a different practice it's uh it's hard you know to watch him is is uh it's like it's my brother you know you don't want anything to happen to him mm-hmm. um but it is cool like at denver he was third on the board in the b practice so like that was really cool you know yeah. he was coming off the track and we were we were stoked for, um you know he was fist pumping and i was and it's cool to see to see him progress each week and also. Yeah. I think it's kind of crazy that he works at Suzuki, but he's racing a Yamaha. So is it that? Do they not? Do you, do you have any idea? Do they not want him to race? Do they? You know, honestly, I have no idea. That's that's kind of his deal. <laughs> he does that. And yeah. Then, uh, yeah. We don't really talk about that much. We just uh, we ride, we train together. You know, yeah. We just do. That's cool. So you guys, uh, you have you stayed your whole racing career up in Santa Clarita, or have you ever moved down here to train during the week or anything? Yeah, no, I've never moved down here. Um, I'm always in Santa Clarita. I have a private Supercross track out in Piru that originally Justin Heft and I got built a couple years ago, mm-hmm. um, and then unfortunately had that bad crash, and now he's just uh, racing some big six and works and yeah, trying to get back into it, and he's doing really well. It's cool mm-hmm. to see him get yeah, back on the yeah. bike and have fun he did great this weekend too yeah he did awesome it was cool to see him back out there you know it's like yeah. grew up together so we're like basically like brothers yeah um so it's cool to race again with him and glad he's doing well but uh yeah no i have a supercross track down in Piru, so mainly mm-hmm. i just stay down there 
or I'll go up to Castillo Ranch. But is it at? Uh, it's not at the Wyvern area, is it? Or Lance Corey used to? Mm, it is. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, he retired. He's just like Harley Putt yeah, right yeah. now, right? Yeah. Him and uh, McNeil would always ride there, but now McNeil has his own compound. So mm-hmm. basically, the place is pretty much dead yeah. It's now. sick up there. Though. Yeah. No, it's rad. It still has all the freestyle jumps, and mm-hmm. we got that super cross track built, and it's. It couldn't be any better. Yeah, I remember when that place first came out. Like, what was that? Oh eight, oh nine, and every like it was just unreal how built up it yeah. was. Mm-hmm. That was when it was the Red Bull compound. Yeah, right? yeah, and yeah, no, it was rad back then. Now the outdoor track like, hasn't been prepped, and like, <laughs> like I don't even know how long. But yeah. it's fun to go ride, you know. Yeah, yeah, man, Santa Clarita. Yeah, you're. I don't know if you remember, but I used to live up there. Did you? Yeah, yeah. early on, it was I bought my first house and. Well, I call it Santa Clarita, but I think my official address was Canyon Country. Mm, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of funny how there's like this little pocket of motocross up there too. Yeah, yeah. And a, lar- a large bit of it's down here, mm-hmm. you know, Riverside County, but yeah. you know, up there in, in Santa Clarita, we've got like Garnet and Throttle mm-hmm. Syndicate and uh, motocross action guys and yeah. uh, fast you house. know fast houses up there and Factory Effects mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all those dudes up there and then. <laughs> It's funny when I moved to uh, to Santa Clarita, I was all pumped because Lemon Grove was the track, you know, yeah. the pirate track. Mm-hmm. Dude, like two days after I closed escrow, my house it closed and went out no of business. Way. Yeah, the, yeah, it sucks, you know. Everyone bagged on that track quite a bit, and mm-hmm. uh, track was fun, you know. It was like yeah. my backyard. Yeah. Um, and now that it's gone, I always hear everybody talking. Oh man, I miss Lemon Grove. So cool. That track was so fun. Was Dude, one, one time. And, the, the, the hazardous thing about that track is like how it was so skinny, mm-hmm. but then there's like, if you crashed, you flew off the cliff. Like that one right-hand sweeper. <laughs> yeah. I remember somebody, I think, actually did go off of that. Didn't like, a bike fly off and land on Healy or something? Rob <laughs> Healy got hit by a bike, or he launched his bike and it landed on someone. No way. I remember someone bike going off that, but I don't know if it hit somebody or what yeah. happened. But yeah, that was that was a dangerous part of the track. Yeah, now Healy was involved in something <laughs> like that, you know. Oh, yeah. But, uh, Healy. Yeah, that was that was a cool time in my life living up there. Um, obviously, I moved down here because mm-hmm. uh, because of Transworld, and then it was just yeah. too hectic coming from up there. Yeah. But um, but yeah, Santa Clarita is sick. Yes. Do you remember Tim Tom's uh, hamburger stand next to Chi-Chi's? No, I don't oh, remember dude. that. I was they used to have ice young. cream shakes there. It was so good. I was probably tell young. me you go to Chi-Chi's at least once a week. I'm, I go there not once a week, but that place is good. <laughs> yeah. Chi-Chi's Pizza is the shit. Yeah, it's, that yeah. place is good. Okay, so the, uh, the the Fast House headquarters up there, and, and you're a fast, you ride for those guys. Yep. Um, obviously, Kenny Alexander is probably like like an uncle or something, right? Because you've yeah. been around him for so long. But yeah. uh, what's it like riding for uh, for that for that brand? Oh, it's great. You know, um, they're right. They're 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 in my hometown, so mm-hmm. it's uh. It's easy when I need something or another close. Uh-huh. I can just drive over there real fast. Um, now they're a great group of people. Um, very supportive, very helpful. Um, so it's very very cool to have them a part of my program. And the gears the gears awesome. Mm-hmm. Looks cool. You know, so I love it. Yeah. Have you been up there, Anton? No, I haven't been. Them? Like every time that I'm supposed to go, something comes up because I've been wanting to go to their last two offices. Mm-hmm. But I've heard like the new one's next level. Yeah, the new one is rad. Yeah. Uh, they got paintings everywhere, you know, they, they painted the walls mm-hmm. 
It, it's rad. It's big. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's very very cool. They did a good story on you and your dad and your brother, like when that website first launched and yeah. like all the stuff. It's it's cool that they've shown off like all the little personalities that make their crew. Yeah, yeah. No, they're they got a definitely a different personality, but it's very very cool personality. You know, mm-hmm. that's I think that's kind of what they're all about mm-hmm. is being being cool and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it's it's different. You know, when you walk into their their shop, they got like a showroom floor with bikes, old bikes, new mm-hmm. bikes, all that kind of stuff. And, little hangout area so it's cool you know yeah i got to go there uh, a month ago now mm-hmm. and i was cracking up because there's like cool bikes like everywhere like yeah even in the warehouse there's like you walk around a corner there's like some cool bike leaned against the rack yeah. it's like oh what's that one yeah but uh yeah even the bike that i uh i raced in supercross last year that yamaha it's sitting up in their conference room on the stand is it yeah it's pretty cool nice nice so. do you have any uh do you have any input on their designs or fit or anything, or you, you just get the gear and wear it? Um, honestly, I've never had a problem with their gear. Like, their pants fit me really well, but I know my brother has had problems with it. Like, he has to go a little size bigger in his mm-hmm. pants because they're pretty tight and tighter on his knee braces. But mm-hmm. personally, I've never had a problem with it. I love the great the gear. It's uh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, did, I did a post on my Instagram yesterday. It was a picture of me going up the hill from behind. And oh, I out. saw that. I was, you know, your butt I was like, Glen Helen, <laughs> Fast House, my butt's not hanging out. It's a win win. <laughs> yeah, did you did you hear about me at Day in the Dirt? No, I didn't hear about Yeah, it. so the, the Raven gear, you know, I do the Raven pants are so badass. Oh, they're I so love comfortable, those pants. right? Yeah, they're great. And, but they're kind of thin mm-hmm. and they're stretchy. So at Day in the Dirt, like, uh, like I'll, I'll, I'll be straight up. I, yeah. I kind of cheat on the start, I just mm-hmm. slam my bike into gear and go. Don't we all? And uh, <laughs> it didn't. Ha- it didn't work this year at the end of the dirt because I didn't practice it and I didn't do it hard enough. So I yeah. took off dead last, and I was riding kind of like a dumb dick and <laughs> pinning it everywhere. And on the first lap, I was like in the top four on the first downhill, mm-hmm. and I went flying into the turn on the inside, and I I, <laughs> I rear-ended the dude in front of me and fell. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was on my hands and knees getting up, and some guy hit me. Mm-hmm with his foot peg like in my butt and the foot peg like ripped my pants but then it kind of went into the waistband mm-hmm. and he dragged me like 10 feet and finally he he like stopped and I was like trying to get up and my waistband was caught on the foot peg so I finally got up I was like ah and I'm running to my bike and when I pick, bent over to pick up my bike I'm like hey that's, that's kind of breezy <laughs> And I put my hand back there, and I could feel my butt crack, and I'm all, oh, dude, I ripped my pants. But I just thought it was just a hole, right? Yeah, yeah. But there was, like, a piece gone, no like way. a square. And so I finished the race, and the whole race, I was just, like, could, all this air on my butt. And everyone had all these pictures of me, and, like, oh, that's funny. it was seriously, like, a piece this big gone. No way. <laughs> yeah, wow. it was a big piece. That's it was, like, and that's one track you don't want that. Yeah. No. Yeah. But, yeah, so, so I consider it a win. Cause then I wore a fast house at the uh, at the Trans Am, and I, mm-hmm. I crashed on the first lap there on the uphill and got run over. Oh, so I was no like, way. Fonzie's all, dude, our gear might be bad luck for you. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, so I was pumped. Well, hey, Anton, grab that. So yeah. tell us about this deal. So Robbie and his brother RJ have yeah. a beef jerky company. Yeah, we actually got a you know five flavors. Um, it's great. It's coming along pretty good. Um, we got an online website, rjerky.com. Is, there, is it r-jerky? Yeah, no, it's just rjerky.com. R-jerky. Um, yeah, it's great stuff. Jerky's really good. It's fresh. 
vacuum sealed. And there's pictures of dirt, you and you and your brother riding dirt bikes on the yeah, on, the, on yeah. the label. Yeah, there's my brother. I was <laughs> on the one before. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, just try to start it up to mainly help you know our racing career. Fun your racing. Yeah. Um, Where'd the idea come from? Uh, we work in the garage uh, quite a bit, like on the customers' bikes and and things like that. And my dad has known this guy for since he was a kid, and he has this huge jerky company. And one day he came over, and he's always kind of wanted to help us with our racing career, but mm -hmm. he didn't want to like help us. And he was like, "We still buy the jerky." Um, he was like, "Hey, why don't I sell you guys jerky? You know, like what I sell other people for, and you guys." sell it yeah and for like three years he was telling us this and me and my brother were like no like no that's stupid <laughs> not a good idea and he kept bugging us about it every time he'd drop his bike off or pick it up and so finally we were like all right yeah let's do it mm -hmm. we'll see where it goes and man it was a hit you know yeah dude it's um, it's really good yeah no it's a great jerk. rj gave it. me some at one of the intros mm -hmm. and i saw why is there a motorcycle in that? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like oh me and my brother are doing this yeah, no, it's yeah. fun. Um, it's just hard to to boost the company up and, and get it out there. You know, as I don't have a crazy amount of followers on Instagram, so mm -hmm. we try. Um, you know, it's it's deep going decent. You know, on online, there's mm -hmm. like some weeks are we're like, wow, dude, we got a lot of orders this week, and then the next week we're like, man, it was dead. Yeah, we got yeah. nothing. And then you know, we just keep it stocked at our house. You know, sometimes people come pick up their bike and they're like, oh, you guys got jerky? Let me mm -hmm. buy some. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a hit or miss with it. Um, it's going good. We're it's helping us out, helping my brother out actually quite a bit this year with yeah. his racing since he's doing it all on his own. He's, yeah, uh, yeah. It's been helping him fund his career. So that's it's cool. Awesome. Are you guys in like dealerships or anything? Uh, we are at a dealership called Ken and Joe's in our town. Okay. So. Um, yeah, we have it in a couple places: MB2 and Silmar and Thousand Oaks. So mm -hmm. it kills it there. Like, yeah, I'm betting that. The largest uh, amount of free product goes out to Tilly at Dirt Bike. <laughs> he probably demands it every bike test, right? Oh, uh, he loves it. <laughs> he loves his stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool, though. You know, to see, to have something where we're we're not making it, but you know, where it's from us and people are really enjoying mm -hmm. it. It's pretty cool to have people like. Always asking, oh, let me have some jerky. You know, where's that? Can I buy some? Like yeah. that kind of stuff. It's now, now, cool. is, now, now, let me ask you this: Is is beef jerky good for a training diet? Um, I don't think it's very bad. I mean, <laughs> I don't. To be honest, I don't even know. I don't eat it very much. I'm not a huge jerky fan, but uh -huh. like this stuff, I don't know why. I'm not saying it just because it's ours. Like I actually enjoy this beef jerky. Like it tastes fresh. It's not, you know. Mm. So, um. But yeah, we don't eat it very much, which is surprising because we have like boxes yeah. in our house. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, yeah. yeah it's but, just like I never read a, a trans roll ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that stuff, you guys, uh, I think it was Dan the Dirt last year, the year before that, you gave me a ton, like kept yeah. me alive the whole weekend. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, yeah, hey, and that's saying a lot because he's vegetarian 90% of the time. 90% of the time, yeah. It's good stuff. <laughs> it's good stuff, yeah. <laughs> I heard you have a new one coming out. Yeah, it's uh, it's called Chipotle Bourbon. Um We've tried it. Uh, we have it now, actually. Um, it's pretty good, you know. It's not exactly what you would think mm -hmm. when you're going to try like a Chipotle bourbon flavor. It's not like what you think, but it's not bad. It has a little kick to it, but um, it's good. It's all pretty good. Mm -hmm. 
Cool, cool. Hey, do you guys still have a, a shop then? Because, I mean, for years it was Pit Pro. Yeah. And then um, you sold Pit Pro and... No, we actually don't. I mean, kind of, just out of our garage a little bit, yeah. just helping out, like, you know, the few people that uh, my dad liked and his close friends. And he's, doing, it, he's doing suspension. Yeah, right? we call it R1 suspension. He's mainly yeah. a suspension guy. Mm-hmm. But those few customers, you know, bring their bikes in, we'll do car, tires, yeah, whatever yeah. they need, so... That also helps my brother and I go racing or go riding during the week and will help my dad in the garage. It's a lot of work, but, you know, sometimes I hate it and I really don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's cool to make some money, you know, off yeah. the bike. Yeah, so. yeah. Was, is your dad doing anything else or is he retired except for that? No, actually, pretty much my brother and I are just on our own in the garage now. My dad's taught us so much working on dirt bikes, which is great because, you know, anytime something happens with our bike, Mm-hmm. You know how to work on it, which is awesome. Um, now my dad actually is driving for the studios now. Oh, so okay. he's a driver. So cool. Yeah, he's up early in the morning, gone at four a.m. Yeah, comes home at eight. Dude, nine yeah, at night. it was really cool yesterday uh, after the second moto. Like I, I walked off, and I this was the first time I'd seen him all day. Mm-hmm. He was so pumped yesterday. Yeah, it's like it's like nothing like seeing your kid win. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, no, it was. It's cool to have him at the races. You know, sometimes go to Supercross and. Like, I went to Atlanta, which is me and my mechanic, so mm-hmm. it's definitely weird to go alone, Yeah, but it teaches you a lot and helps you grow up, and it's awesome when he comes out, and he's very supportive, mm-hmm. and he's my dad, you know? I love having yeah. him at the track. Yeah. So, like, your whole family's kind of involved in motocross because your sister, right? Yeah, my sister uh, works at Liette. Yeah, so. Stephanie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's, uh, all right, all right, so does she get on you for not wearing a Liette neck brace? No, she doesn't get on me. Um, I wear her knee braces, so. You do? Yeah. Um, do you wear the uh, one-sided one or the new two-sided one? The new two-sided one. Yeah, yeah. they're pretty great. Good. Yeah, I love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. did she try to get you to wear the one-sided one when it first came out? Yeah, I actually was wearing those ones, and they were not bad. Really? Um, I wouldn't say they were my favorite. It was yeah, weird. Yeah, for but... me it was weird because you once you start wearing knee braces, you're so used to being isolated from the field yeah. of bike, and... It was when Hoppe was still there, and he yeah. he got me in the brace, and I'm all, ow! <laughs> it like hurt my leg to slam against the bike somewhere. Yeah, no, I did. Um, I was at Loretta's my last year in the pro class, and I actually went over the bars and broke both of my wrists. And at the time, I didn't know. I was like, man, my knee kind of hurts. And I was wearing those knee braces. I actually snapped them in half. Oh, and really? One of them on the right side. And, uh, you know, at the time when I was in the hospital, I was like telling my dad, like, oh, man, my knee kind of hurts, like, He's like, you want to get MRI? And I was like, no, it's probably just a bruise. You know, I broke my mm-hmm. knee brace in half, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up tearing my ACL and MCL oh, and all that good stuff. And I don't know if it was from the knee brace, like from it breaking in a certain mm-hmm. way or, or what happened. I'm not well, sure. Well, it sounded like a pretty gnarly crash if you did both your wrists. <laughs> yeah, too. yeah. It was a good one. Um, yeah. But I ended up racing for two years later down the road and then finally ended up getting another MRI, ended up not even having an ACL anymore. So it just was from it popping out so much. Mm -hmm. It was just gone. Um, I canceled like five surgeries because I was like, oh, I could go race here and make some money. And, you know, I'll I'll do it next week or something. And then finally it was like got so bad. I like would roll my ankle over a little rock and Mm -hmm. it would pop out. And Mm -hmm. finally I made an appointment and I was like, told my dad, I was like, I'm getting it. Like, I don't even care anymore. Yeah. I'm over the pain. It hurts. And so, 
yeah, that was that, and I'm glad I got it redone because it's a million times better. Yeah. Knowing that situation, like, riding with it, with this weekend being New Jersey and then Vegas, like, how bad is that, like, with Forkner, what he's going to have to deal with? Yeah. Um, like, do you have to adjust everything you're doing? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And, like, you know, we don't know his pain. We don't know what's going on right. with his knee. They, they haven't really said anything about it, so. But it's hard, you know. Even for me, like, it would pop out and... I'm already not that great in my right-hand turns, mm-hmm. so I would like have to keep my foot on the peg or stand up longer because every time I'd nick it on the ground, it would just pop out and, yeah. mm. and it would hurt. So, yeah, I heard he's going to tough it out and race, mm-hmm. which is awesome, which he should. Um, but, yeah, who knows his pain. He, it could hurt him just walking. Yeah. You know, luckily for me, it would pop out, and it would hurt so bad. I'd pop it back in, and 10 minutes be later, it would be like, I didn't even have a torn ACL yeah. or anything, so that was <laughs> luckily for me. But um, yeah, words. Uh, I'm curious to see how he's gonna do. Yeah. It's gonna be cool, yeah. fun to watch. Hey, I've always wanted Vegas Supercross, right? Yeah, it's super dry and hard pack, and then they water and it's super slick. But like the whole thing where you haul ass back into the stadium, and you're going like 70 miles an hour or whatever, and launch that single. Yeah, that has to be like the sketchiest part of the track. Yeah, it's definitely one of the scariest things I've ever done on a dirt bike, I must say. Um, but it's like anything, you know, jumping a triple or a finish mm-hmm. line, it just kind of comes. Um, but it is scary because, like, if something did happen or you're wide open and your bike happens to break right off the <laughs> roller or, like, yeah. you know, yeah. you're not thinking sand. of that. Yeah, you're not thinking of that when you're racing. But, like, after the fact, you're kind of, like, going through it in your head and you're like, man, dude. Yeah. It could be bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> a lot could go wrong. But And, you know, some people, they'll come hauling ass and hit the brakes a little bit, and it creates little bumps before mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. which is scary. So, But it's fun, you know. Yeah. With, you, with you guys, like, racing the West Coast, a lot of those tracks are similar week to week. So, like, that first practice session, how much are you, like, really trying to debug the track until you can get in a flow and just start clicking off laps? Um... You know, like the triples and the finish line are basically the same size every weekend, so those are pretty easy. Um, the rhythms are just the hardest part. Yeah. You know? um, Trying to figure out the timing. The timing, you know, what you're going to do, what's the fastest line through it. And um, luckily for me, I've been able to do press day almost all the rounds. So <laughs> um, we'll ride press day. You know, we don't get to ride the whole track. You know, usually we don't get to ride one rhythm. So. We'll have someone film, and then we'll come back and watch it, and mm-hmm. be like, okay, you know, we'll hit different stuff, and be like, okay, that's faster, or that's faster, or who knows if they might change it for tomorrow, and mm-hmm. what the line's gonna be. Um, so yeah, free practice. It's nice to have free practice. You get to dial in the track, and and uh, then you can always watch the uh, mm-hmm. 450A guys and things like that, and see what they're doing, and mm-hmm. seeing where I can improve my lap time is is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Do you have any plans for the summer? Are you doing nationals or is it Supercross only? Because I know as a private guy, nationals kind of financially a giant Yeah. Um, the the private here team that I'm on, unfortunately, is not doing outdoors. Mm-hmm. I would love to do some outdoors, but, you know, I'm not sure. I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, I have one bike, uh, my practice bike, and, man, I really want to, but I just feel like on, you know, not on good equipment. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I could go out there and not do as good as I would want to and yeah. maybe hurt myself in yeah. my career rather than 
help myself. So I don't know. Um, I could probably do some 125 stuff again, which as of right now, that's probably what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Some of the, the dream race. Yeah. yeah. That's what they're calling them again, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So yeah. we'll see. Who knows? Anything could, could happen. Anything could come up. So I'm just playing it day by day right now. Yeah. So like thinking about like a rider of your caliber, if you're not going to do the nationals, do you just get a job during the summer or do you just hit every local money paying race you can to yeah, um, make money? You know, like I'm a racer now, so I love to race. Um, like I said, we work on bikes in the garage and mm-hmm. we'll make a little side money doing that. And then I love wakeboard and jet skiing. So I'll go to the lake on the weekends with my buddies and mm-hmm. ride my stand up jet ski and wakeboard and all that good stuff. So I like to still be a kid if, you know, if I can, I'd rather be racing, but mm-hmm. you know, if not, then I'll have to just keep working my butt off for next year. Yeah. Well, you know, there's like, there's quite, quite a few, quite, yeah. Quite a few swap motor race series left in the year all through the summer. Might have to be there. <laughs> Stay sharp, yeah. Yeah, we've had like Hunter Lawrence come out. And I know, I saw some guys. a good yeah. turnout, yeah. yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome to see. You know, or, uh, well, they don't, do they still have races up uh, up near away that was the Antelope Valley Fairgrounds? I did a couple of those when I lived in no, there. No, that track's closed now. Is it? Like, pretty much all the tracks where I live are gone. And then Gorman LHR is like... And Gorman. That now what? Like, Healy's trying to convince me that Gorman is good. No, and, and he Gorman's... He says it's like five bucks a truckload. Yeah, you, yeah. You could bring 15 bikes and <laughs> one vehicle, a truck, and a trailer, and you're good to go. Five bucks, as long as you have a spark rester. Um, but, no, the track's fun. I mean, there's not really any big jumps or anything uh-huh. like that, but the dirt is sweet there. Mm-hmm. when I it's like, prepped yeah when it's prepped I like to go there it's fun it's close five uh-huh. bucks and can't beat that nice so okay so uh, man so you have basically one race left Las Vegas yeah. um, aiming for a top finish there yeah and uh, have you had any talks with anyone about next year or anything because I mean you've had some good showings this year yeah um, no I actually haven't heard from anyone I haven't talked to anyone so you know, like I said, I'm not going to stress on it. Um, I'm just going to keep wearing, focusing on myself and doing my everyday thing and working out, riding, and training. Because you never know what could come up, you know. If, yeah. You never want anyone to get hurt. But if someone happened to get hurt in outdoors or something, and I got a phone call, I'd want to be ready. Yeah, know? heck so yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll keep riding during the week and training and just be ready. My dad always told me, you know, you never know how an opportunity yeah. could come up and you don't want to be sitting on the couch or, you know, doing not doing work, so... I like to stay ready, just in case. If your brother does all that testing, would you want to transition into that at some point in time? I mean, you probably have been around enough guys that have told you how lucrative it is and how much it helps you ride. Yeah. Um, I do some testing here and there a little bit with some people. Um, not as much as my brother. My brother mm-hmm. has a pretty good job with Suzuki and doing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, as of right now, that's not really in my vocabulary to do testing. I'm, I still want to race mm-hmm. as long as I can. I'm 20 years old, so I feel like I'm pretty young. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, I mean, maybe years down the road, that could be something I could think about. But uh, as of right now, I just would like to keep racing, hopefully get a job racing. You know? Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I would think, like, between you, your dad, your brother, like, you're pretty aware of what's going on with the bike yeah. and you could give a lot of feedback because you guys make all these changes yourselves yeah, instead of having to tell of a mechanic yeah and it's nice you know my dad knowing suspension so well mm-hmm. that it's kind of rubbed off on me a little bit where mm-hmm. it's nice when i'm riding the bike and i can come back and be like 
hey, my bike's doing this, maybe we can change this, or, you know, not coming back and be like, hey, my bike's not working very well, you know, what can we do? And then him changing it and me having no idea what the bike's going to do yeah. or, or yeah. what the bike's even doing, you know. So it's pretty cool to to know what the bike's, what what's in the bike and what, it, what it's going to do. And what's and, happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. how it's happening and things like that, so. Cool. Well, you want to uh, give any shout-outs to sponsors or people to help you out? Yeah, of course. Um, huge shout-out to Fast House, uh, Manny at Gasper. Um, just everybody, you know, Garnet, Dunlop, Mika Metals, Dirt Tricks, Our Jerky, my own company, you know, stuff's great. Um, just everybody that's part of my program, you know, official, uh, Aliyah for my knee braces, um, just everybody, X brand goggles, keeping my vision clear ah. when I race. So you you so. you're all in the family. Like you got Rich Taylor giving you the goggles yeah. and Uncle Bob giving you the boots. Yep. Um, yeah. It's cool to have people like that. You know that actually Bob. You know we grew up. He was living next to me. Yeah. My next door neighbor. So it's cool to have him in my program and Rich. You know we've mm-hmm. grown up together. So it's. It's like we're friends, you know, so every t- anytime I call him, it's not awkward or weird. You yeah, know, yeah. Just talk, have a normal conversation, and and uh, that's pretty cool, yeah. Cool. Well, hey, man, congrats again on this weekend. I mean, you, you kicked butt. It was badass thank watching you. you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, Yeah, and you have a uh, a GoPro helmet cam on Michael Lindsay's YouTube. I watched that. It's I did. I watched that. This so clean, too. like like perfectly clean screen. Like yeah. nothing. I, I threw mine on Bowers and it got all roosted. Oh, yeah. Actually, I think he got roosted on the parade lap or something because there's dirt when the gate went down. No way. But uh, I know I'm surprised that he didn't get the whole shot. I mean, I know he was outside, but that bike got to be a little. Yeah, he went right mine. through the deepest part of yeah. that thing, and it was you just saw go. Yeah, I know. When I came around the first turn in, in front of him, I was like, I was like, he's either right behind me or. About the past. Yeah, it's like, weird. You can't hear that bike as much. No, huh? it's so quiet. Yeah. It's like it motors. That thing's so <laughs> quiet, but it is so fast. So, but uh, yeah, it sucks that he had to got a rear flat. But I was actually very surprised that in that first moto, he was coming for me, and yeah. I was surprised because he's on that 500, and I know those things. It can't work that well. Yeah. In the track. Yeah, and it was pretty, all tight. Yeah, and, tight, and even yeah. in the first moto, the track was already pretty rough. So mm-hmm. I was like, man, dude, this guy's a beast. He's I had this thing good, but uh, no, it was super fun, you know. I just like, when I go race, I just like to have fun. You know, if I'm not having fun, then why why be out there? I'd rather, you know, if I'm having fun, then i do good. So yeah. I always like to just go have fun. Right on. Well, you got anything else, Anton? No, dude, have fun. Like, That's right. Vegas yeah, should be good. Yeah, just think it's fun. like Hyrule. That's just right. super narrow. It's like, hey, it's like my track, my exactly. private track. It's all, it's great practice for Vegas. Yeah. It's blue grouped and dry and... Go hit it with some water right before you guys go exactly. ride. Scare the hell out of yourselves. Exactly. Yeah, you're fine. It's perfect. You're great yeah. Vegas prep. <laughs> well, hey, Robbie, thanks for uh, making the trip down. It was a pleasure having you on the uh, the Kickstart podcast presented by 6D. So thanks yeah. for coming. And thank you for having me on. All right. Thanks for thank listening. You. Bye-bye.